Welcome to The Buyer's Desk, an Infra podcast. We'll guide you through quick snapshots on Infra trends and insights, interviews with member store buyers and brand founders, and we have curated segments from Infra staff. Hey folks, and thanks for joining us on another episode of The Buyer's Desk. I am Chris Sorensen, Promotions Program Manager. And I'm Angela Bozo, Director of Member Programs, and we are your hosts. And we are back, and today we're talking about mushrooms, mycelium, fungi, and we're joined by quite a few fun guys in this episode. Angela, you know, dad jokes aside, I, you know, it seems that as though mushrooms have been kind of slipping into just about every kind of product in the natural channel, you know, besides supplements, which it makes sense to me because... You know, we have brands finding ways to mask that bitter flavor of functional mushrooms, you know, using coffee or hot cocoa, tea, you know, infusing them into nutritional bars and even creating snacks like chips, which are actually quite delicious. But what's your favorite mushroom infused product? Well, I joked with you before this episode that I was going to just be honest, even though both of my absolutely favorite mushroom products are on our podcast this episode. So I love Four Sigmatic. I have loved them for a very long time. Was devastated when their creamers came out and sold out immediately and I couldn't try them. Uh, But they are like a nightly part of my ritual. And then I also love Host Defense because anyone out there that loves mushrooms that is not currently following Paul Stamets on LinkedIn is missing out at least on some epic pictures of mushrooms from around the world. So I'm thrilled that we were able to have these brands, but I also feel a little cheesy mentioning that. Yeah, well, talking about cheesy mentioning something, I learned about Paul Stamets from watching Star Trek Discovery first and then realized that Paul Stamets is a real person and then looked him up and actually asked Jerry Angelini from Host Defense about it. We had to cut the question, but maybe we'll release that at some time. But it's really cool that Star Trek, the production, reached out to Paul Stamets to, to you know, to kind of guide that series. So that's super cool. And that's that's my nerdiness for today. All right, I don't know if I should wait to hear that that cut or if I am really curious as to whether or not the guy was like, really? Like Star Trek and then the man? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he when when I when I started setting it up, he knew where I was going. Uh, of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Well, for the episode today, I was joined by Lauren Bartell in for category manager. And we chatted with Jerry Angelini from Host Defense. He's one of the educators. And we talked about the importance of mushroom education. And we dive really deep into that. He's phenomenal, great to talk to. And then we have a special interview with Nick Ozon, the director of purchasing. He's a mushroom aficionado. So we wanted to set him up to talk with Taro, the founder of Four Sigmatic Mushrooms. And they dive into the connection of mushrooms and Christmas, which I never knew about. And they talk about some interesting theories out there around mushrooms that we'll get into. So that was fun. Those are both fantastic interviews that I am super excited to get to. I had the pleasure of sitting with Jim Olson, our Infra resident spins expert, as he took me on a three-minute tour of new products on the grocery shelves involving mushrooms. I actually learned a few things this month that I'm excited to actually find when I go shopping again. I also had the distinct pleasure of chatting with Adam Stark, Infra board member and chief miscellaneous officer at Deborah's Natural Gourmet in Massachusetts, who works with some excellent mushroom growers and generally has some interesting and expansive thoughts on pricing and buying in general. I believe it is his second time on the podcast, and I'm excited to share that interview as well. But first, we're going to hear from Bernie, the co-founder of MindRight, a brand that uses functional mushrooms in their bars, chips, and beverage mixers. 
Hi, my name is Bernie, and I'm the co-founder of MindRight. We believe what we eat doesn't just affect our physical health, but it can also affect our mood and mental well-being. That's where MindRight comes in. MindRight is the first-of-its-kind product that pairs brain-boosting nootropic superfoods into tasty snacks to support a healthy mind. Nootropic superfoods are natural, antioxidant-rich ingredients known to support brain health and mental performance. They are often sourced from plants, minerals, and functional mushrooms. Last year, we launched the world's first nootropic-infused pop chip. These antioxidant-rich snacks contain our powerful mushroom medley of lion's mane, king trumpet, and reishi to support gut health while boosting your mood and immunity. So if you need a pick-me-up or you're craving a guilt-free snack, you can rest easy knowing you're enjoying clean ingredients that are nutrient-rich, vegan, gluten-free, and most important, absolutely delicious. So visit GetMindRight.com for yourself and begin to feel the amazing benefits of our nootropic-infused snacks that can have on your mind, gut, and overall well-being. Once you get MindRight, everything else follows. Hello, I'm Jim Olson, Spins Retail Insights Manager for Infra, here with a rundown of what's happening on the data side of the natural foods industry. As we close out the year and look back on the big trends of 2023, perhaps nothing outside of Taylor Swift had as much of a banner year than mushrooms. Across Expo West, Expo East, and all the store shelves in between, mushrooms were truly having their moment in the natural foods industry. And for good reason. Their endless benefits and high nutrient content, along with easily traceable origins, allow mushrooms to be utilized by savvy food brands across multiple categories with an easy value proposition for the natural food shopper. Within Infra alone, products with mushrooms as a functional ingredient hit $11 million in sales, an increase of 33% over last year, according to the most recent SPINS data. Their greatest gains were seen in vitamins and supplements, with mushroom-related products up 27% in sales across Infra for a total of $7 million. Everyday shoppers may be attracted to True Grace's Micro-Renew Blend mushroom supplements, which utilizes six different mushroom species to unlock a wide array of health benefits supporting vitality and mental clarity, in addition to immune support, and also unlocked a $15,000 increase in sales over the past year. Athletically inclined shoppers may choose Alm, whose Master Blend Organic Mushroom Powder contains 10 functional mushrooms that support everything from circulation to cognitive health, in addition to a 51% sales increase at Infra. Center Store Grocery is another success story, with mushroom-centric products up 29% in sales. Much of this was attributable to a new wave of better-for-you mushroom products targeting typical snacking segments. For those loving some crunch and a hint of salty in their snacks, Papadelics offers their crunchy shiitake mushroom chips, infused with a wide array of seasonings as well as mushroom benefits like antioxidants and vitamins. And for the parents looking for a healthy lunchbox swap, try Zigo's Sunny Day Fruit and Veggie Bars, which sneak mushroom powder into each bar to offer an important boost of vitamin D for young, growing bodies. As you look toward 2024, you can bet mushrooms will continue to permeate even more categories in the near future. Refrigerated mushroom items saw 70% sales increase at Infra, which will be great for Shroom Junkie's new mushroom milk with 10 grams protein and 55% less sugar than dairy milk. Frozen will have its hands full with the latest offerings from Meaty, whether it's their crispy plant-based cutlets, carne asada steak, or their $2 million in Infra sales growth. Even the deli counter will be impacted by the arrival of Prime Roots. Their nexty winning plant-based deli slices were all the rage at Expo East, made from Koji mushroom cultures. As you plan out your product mix for the new year, make sure to leave space for a good time with these fun guys. They don't really need mushroom. 
And don't worry if you're not an early adopter. Like any good fungus, they'll grow on you. Happy New Year from Spins, and as always, we'll see you at the show. Hi, I am thrilled today to welcome Adam Stark, Chief Miscellaneous Officer and Second Generation Owner of Deborah's Natural Gourmet in Concord, Massachusetts. Adam, how's it going? Good, and uh, well, good or well. And um, I think that, uh, Angela, your audience should know that we just agreed not to rehearse or plan anything. <laughs> yes. So this is going to be, let's just do this interview like I do my buying, which is by the seat of my pants. <laughs> well, I love that. That's an, an interesting perspective. I wonder how many of our listenership probably already know that about me based on some of our some of my other interviews. <laughs> Um, it's so good. No, you know, we were looking for someone to talk to about mushrooms, which mushrooms, when we think about it from a brand perspective, makes total sense, right? They're in our wellness department. We're drinking them, all of these things. And more than one infra staff member, as well as other members told me, oh, Adam has the most amazing local mushroom set. You want to just, you want to start there? Let me start out by saying, I hope we talk about a lot more than just mushrooms. I will also say that, yes, we have a wonderful mushroom set in our produce department. Um, We don't have it because we're geniuses. We do it because there's a really, really cool woman called Elizabeth from a company called Fat Moon Mushrooms. And we were lucky enough to meet her sort of at the ground floor of her business. And she's been expanding since then at the Sustainable Business Network trade show in Boston. You know, we go to these shows and we're well enough established that you know, you spend all day there and what do you come back with a value? Very little, to be honest, except for possibly a relationship. But every once in a while, you do something like this, which is, it is a relationship, but it's also, you know, it gets me on this podcast. And uh, we power through these mushrooms every day of the week because we showed up at the right place at the right time to meet the right person. I love that. Uh, I have to imagine, though, that this example of building relationships with vendors maybe is part of your less than planned merchandising strategy. You know, I like to talk about our purchasing strategy, pricing strategy, and all sorts of other strategies as if we plan them in advance. We did. We just got really lucky to meet this person. And I think we try to treat people the way we want to be treated. So voila, a relationship materializes out of that. Again, I I feel like I could spend this whole podcast talking about Elizabeth, but I will say if we're going to talk relationships, okay, first of all, when she's got extra mushrooms, she drops them off and our staff gets a one pound bag of beautiful purple and yellow and pink oyster mushrooms. They just get to take it home and eat it for free. Two, she's come out here and given talks for us. Um, I'm not sure exactly how that connects to the bottom line, but it sure is nice to have it. And, you know, three, she promotes us on her social media. So, you know... I'd be lying if I didn't say that the majority of our produce doesn't come off of Big Albert's truck in the saw in the winter time. But you know, when we have these relationships, we we ride them, and um, you know, we we try to hold up our end of the bargain as well. When you know the new kid on the block comes by with super exciting mushrooms, you know, we stick with Elizabeth. It, it works well on both sides. I think someone in any position that is selling something to a store coming in and making like the talks that you're talking about, she's talking to your staff or she's talking to your customers or both? Customers. And I'll tell you, you know, we also are able to send our um, our produce staff to visit the mushroom farm. And, you know, it's another one of those things. If you are a medium-sized business, you know, and you look at the bottom line, you're like, this is eight hours of salary times three people to do what? 
well, you know, once a year, you just got to send people to something cool and it excites them. And, you know, our mushroom set does so well because the people who are now restocking the produce remember visiting the farm and, you know, there's little snippets of conversation. Um, there's so much more to marketing, merchandising and set selection than just picking the right product. And if you've got a vendor that can partner with you on that, then amen. Oh, a million percent agree. I feel so passionately and I'm sure I've said it so many times on this podcast. We're asking consumers to make so many decisions when they walk in our stores. And the fact that there is any amount of personal connection between a vendor and a consumer is going to help them navigate that decision. Maybe even there isn't a decision then. Like, I just know I'm going to I'm going to pick up this thing. Can I talk about mushrooms from a supplement perspective? Because that's where I really have done a lot of buying, although I'm not in that seat anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and so forgive me, this is going to sound like a roundabout narrative. Trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. But it's 1999. I'm working at a strip mall vitamin store in Seattle. And I go on a hike with my friend and coworker, Paul. And I'm not a weak hiker, but Paul is a really strong hiker. He's this super fit vegan boy. He climbs a mountain every weekend. And I'm a six foot six, like stick figure trying to, you know, panting, trying to keep up with him. And uh, about an hour up the mountain, he's like, here, holds out a tincture bottle. Here, take a few squirts of this. Well, what is this? It's a mushroom called cordyceps. What does it do? It gives you energy, dude. That's how Paul talked. And, you know, at the time I thought I knew about vitamins because I could tell people to take vitamin C when they had a cold, but I didn't really know anything that I, I didn't. In my heart, I'm not sure if I even believed that they worked. I just knew what I was supposed to say. And so I took a few squirts of this mushroom tincture. And about 45 minutes later, Paul said, how are you feeling? And I said, I don't feel any different. Because, you know, I expected this, this caffeine jolt, this, this qualitative difference. I didn't feel that. He said, well, you notice you're not panting, wheezing, or sweating anymore. I said, oh my goodness, you're right. This works. And it's the first time ever that a medicinal mushroom or supplement, anything like that, actually worked and that I actually believed. And so I tell you this story because in the world of supplements, at least in the world of our store, we staff up that department really, really well. And you know, even though I'm doing all this other stuff, I still spend, still spend 10 to 15 hours a week roaming the aisles in that department help, helping customers. That narrative is the most important part of why that brand of mushroom is still the dominant brand in our set. You know, it's not that it's number one in spins. It is not this, that, or whatever. It's the fact that I can tell that story. And I've told that story to my coworkers who now tell that story. Um, for what it's worth, that brand is Host Defense. Um, in 1999, uh, they sold under a label called Eclectic Institute. They pulled back. They became Fungi Perfecti. They sold their new chapter. They pull, pulled back. They became Host Defense. We have followed this brand of mushrooms through four different labels. And um, uh, apparently, because our rep accidentally sent us an email we weren't supposed to see, um, we're the number one post-defense company in her territory, which is largely New England. All not entirely on the basis of that story, but largely on the basis of that story. So we talk about other departments, grocery, produce, household, whatever. It's, you know, what are the wonderful products? And hopefully there is a relationship in supplements to a certain degree in body care. And those places where you are just, I hate to say hand selling because we don't sell, but you're really talking with those customers and really guiding those customers. We put the stuff on our shelves that our staff can be passionate and confident about. The downside to that is we have some staff members who leave 
And three or four years later, like we still have their products that they liked because we can't quite cut them loose. But um, I strongly advise anyone who has the wherewithal to staff up that department with the kind of expertise that we have been able to, to just let your staff to a large degree dictate the set. Um, it's worked really, really well for us. I love that. Well, Adam, I'm wondering, is there anything we didn't talk about that when you were like, oh, Angela wants me to be on the podcast, what, let's do it. What do we want to talk about? Yes. So I want to talk about not mushrooms for a second, because I really was thinking of, you know, I have been functioning as half of our grocery buying team for the last year and a half and was going to hand it off and then he left. And so, um, but it's a really fun for me. And um, I do think it's the ideal role as an owner to eventually get out of people's way. And it looks like that's happening. But I've developed a pricing strategy. I don't want to say like I've invented it, but, um, you know, I, so I love hanging on the words of people like Andy Huth and just, you know, the professionals who teach me the professional way to do it. But I have a slightly different pricing strategy that I also bring to bear. I want to talk about, and I do believe that all stores that are not really, really big, they want to hang their hat on about a dozen items that are destination products, you know, and if you are a massive national chain, you can hang it on eggs or on 80s mac and cheese because you're going to have this super low price. For us, that's not what we can do, although we try to have competitive pricing. So it has been a very important part of our strategy for a long time to have these special products. So Blue Ox blueberries, a five pound bag of frozen wild Maine organic blueberries, farmer direct. You know, we talk about basket lift, you know, and they say beef has the highest basket lift in the industry, according to the Beef Council, which obviously has a lot of credibility on the subject. I don't have actual numbers on basket lift, but I'll tell you the people who come in and put a five panel sack, frozen, wild, made, organic, farmer direct blueberries in their basket, that basket is full of so much other stuff. They come for the blueberries that fill it up with the rest of the stuff. We are currently running duck eggs as almost a loss leader. We're paying about $8.90 a dozen, and we're selling it for $9.99 a dozen. We lose money on every staff discount. But you know what? There are some people for whom duck eggs are just special, and we're going to have them in stock every day, except for when we don't. You know, if people can rely on that. Um, we deal with pecan shop out of Texas. These ugly, outdated, solid gold bags where their label was obviously made on an Atari 2600 by their nephew in like 1991. But they are like, they are wild harvested native pecans sprouted and salted, right? Now we can get pecans that are not quite as good, but real easy through distribution. But you know what? When we line these up on an end cap in November, we sell $5,000 of pecans, right? You know, and no one else has them. So our strategy is first to have these destination products and to actually make these the ones that you price on really, really competitively. You know, this may work for us in our slightly more affluent community, but I, I think of myself as a buyer. Like when I walk in and I have to choose between economy cheddar and the really, really good cheddar, either decision I make, I don't feel good about, right? So I want to put the really nice cheddar at the lower margin, the really beautiful blueberries at the lower margin, the wonderful pecans at the lower margin so that people can feel good about buying 
the upgrade. And yeah, I think it just really works. In addition to, of course, being competitive on meat, you know, milk, eggs, and tofu. Find those half dozen to dozen products and just ride them. I love the concept of a destination item, right? I'm familiar with the concept of a destination category. But to be honest with you, a destination item makes so much more sense to me as a shopper. Like I want that one thing or I had that one thing when it was in season before and I totally know I can get it here. And I love that that works for you. You, though, what you've told me about those, I say pecan, but either way, you need a staff member to help you navigate that packaging piece, right? Like you need someone to be like, this is sprouted and comes from a small place in Texas, et cetera. And so sorry about the label, but trust me, you're going to love it when you get home kind of piece. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, we do have a slightly more educated than average customer base. A little piece of signage helps and tapping it helps. And, you know, when we talk to these vendors, you know, often I have this initial conversation, which is like, listen, we're a small business. You're a small business. We're not looking to play hardball. If your product is wonderful, we will put it on the shelf. But if you support us with demos, with promotions, that can make the difference between collecting dust on the shelf and risking discontinuation six or nine months down the road and your product thrive. And it is, you know, because it is partnership. Like you give us a sale, we're going to pass that price on. You know, we're not going to make sales a profit center for us. We're not going to charge you a slotting fee. And so they really see this opportunity for partnership. They will help you sell the product. Now you do need a staff member able to have those conversations. And that's its own separate thing. You know, one of the reasons I feel comfortable um, after my 18 months um, passing off a lot of grocery purchasing to this other person we've got is that, you know, he's someone who also wants to really take it and run with it. He's got the passion. He's got the intelligence. I don't ever want a grocery buyer who's just going to work off the spreadsheets and off spins. Spins should inform absolutely, but it's got to go deeper and it's got to it's got to be more. Ah, speaking as a person that also has a lot of passion for products, I love that. Thank you. And thank you just generally for your time today. I, I totally appreciate it. And you're welcome back anytime you'd like. Angela, it has been a sincere pleasure. I look forward to seeing you the next time I see you. Hey, Angela, I just, I love that interview with with Adam. I, I mean, I love his cadence and the way he talks. He's just so passionate about the things that he talks about. But I loved how he really talked about that partnership with the grower, right? And just thinking about educating staff, educating consumers, like especially with a product where people aren't as familiar with maybe some of these different kinds of mushrooms, having that extra level of, of education, I think is great, you know, to be able to provide to those folks. Oh, absolutely. Sounded like a dream vendor. And I also felt so, I don't know, warm hearted about just feeling like that was such a partnership between them. You know, it was like they were on a first name basis. Some of his customers were on a first name basis. Like, it was something that people expected to find somewhere and for them to take the extra step to like really continue to connect with staff and customers. I, it was a great story. It was, it was worth it to have that, that piece of mushroom because I think then Adam had a lot of other things when he thought I'm going to be on the buyer's desk. So these are some other grocery buyer things I want people to know. And I loved it. Actually, I, I was totally here for every part of it. Yeah. I, I think that's one thing that he called out is, you know, I think one of our differentiators is local product, right? You know, there's a lot of things, you know, through the infra programs like infra deals where that's a lot of things that we do similar with each other, but where you can pull off these pecans like he talked about from Texas and, you know, price them at a really, really competitive, like a lower margin 
And maybe you bump your margin up on a national brand in that category to compensate for it. But it really helps you show your value of supporting local and helping with that price perception to get those things in the in the basket and to put them on end cap. Of course, you got to put them on end cap and you know sell the thousands or whatever he said. Oh, absolutely. I love how many insights, again, some of our members give us in just like a few little sentences. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. There's the pricing. There's the placement. Like you also, I think, highlighted the promotional aspect of that. It was it was pretty great. Awesome. Well, next up is my and Lauren's conversation with Jerry Angelini from Host Defense. And we talk about mushroom education. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this. But first, we're going to hear from Ryan, the co-founder and COO of WiseBar a brand that uses functional mushrooms in their bars. Hi, my name is Ryan Nuccio, and I am the co-founder and chief operating officer at Wise Bar. Wise Bars are adaptogenic mushroom bars, dates, nuts, fruit-based, and then we add in 3,000 milligrams of adaptogens and mushrooms, which is industry-leading. By definition, adaptogens are plants, herbs, fungi that support homeostasis and help the body resist physical, chemical, and biological stresses. Our bars are gluten-free, organic, vegan, and kosher certified. We pride ourselves on using simple ingredients the way nature intended. We work with Trees for the Future, 1% for the Planet, and OSC Squared, and plant trees for every bar purchased. And we also are working on sourcing 100% compostable and plastic-free packaging. You can check us out online at wisebar.com and Instagram at wise underscore bar. Hey folks, you are in for a treat today for our retail talk segment. Lauren Bartell, wellness category manager is here with me today, and we're chatting with Jerry Angelini, the head of education at Host Defense. Hey, Jerry. We're super excited to be talking with you today. I'm a big fan of your trainings. Listen every month. Welcome to our show. Oh, awesome. Thank you. It's uh, really great to be invited. So thank you for the opportunity. Well, we appreciate you being here. So Jerry, to kick things off, I'd like to know a little bit more about you, your master's degree in science, and then what brought you to work with Host Defense. But then I got to know, what's your favorite part of the job? Like, do you have any unusual responsibilities? Sure. Um, I received my undergrad and master's degrees from Boston University. Uh, my master's degree is in rehabilitation counseling, specifically associated with chronic illness rehabilitation. Uh, I've also studied uh, Western, Ayurvedic, and traditional Chinese medicine herbal practices. What brought me to host defense was I was, in fact, taking a sabbatical from my integrative practice. This was about I don't know, 13, 14 years ago. And I was presented with an opportunity to work with host defense mushrooms. And it kind of just made itself apparent. After I did the interviewing process and they came back to me, I was like, absolutely. Like, uh, it's like, how could I pass this up? Right. And, and in terms of like my favorite part of the job, I really love watching people realize the potential benefits that are possible with mushroom mycelium. Like, it's just wonderful to see that like dawning awareness in their eyes as we go through the training. So uh, that's really, uh, I just love that. Like that's that teacher part in me, right? Like helping people learn. I also love being part of our formulation team. And this provides me with an opportunity to work with some really brilliant minds when we come up with new formulas for health and wellness. It's really, it's pretty amazing that I get to work with so many 
bright people and we all really want to take positive steps for people on the planet. It's really kind of amazing. That's very cool. Well, Host Defense is sort of the OG when it comes to mushroom companies. So can you tell our audience what makes Host Defense so special and maybe give a little bit of background on Paul Stamets and the company's work in the field, uh, both in ways that would relate to the store, but also out in the larger world? Yeah, for sure. So Paul has been a mycologist for decades, right? He started Fungi Perfecti. Uh, that's the parent company for Host Defense in 1980, over 40 years ago. So just a tremendous history uh, in the field of mycology and in the supplement world itself. Uh, Fungi Perfecta is a certified B Corp. That's pretty cool hoop, like all the hoops we've had to jump through. Oh, my God. But it's also really it speaks to the the heart of the company, too. Uh, we're also a designated climate positive company. And then on top of all of that, we test all of our products for identity, purity, composition and safety. And we go like the extra mile to test our products for their robust support of an engaged and balanced immune activity. Paul is really dedicated to growing, manufacturing and researching the mushroom mycelium products. And while all of this going on at the same time, reducing carbon emissions and even offsetting 110% of our total scope one, two, and three uh, carbon emissions, which is like, I'm so glad I don't have to do the math to figure that out. But like... <laughs> It's really amazing. And it's just more reasons uh, that I love working for this super cool company. Yeah. And you all have a connection to the University of Washington, right? Yeah, that's it. And another thing, right? So uh, Washington State University's Department of Entomology has been studying colony collapse and bees and pollinators. And we've been working with them for, gosh, it's like six or seven years now looking at how mushroom mycelium and some of those really amazing like secondary metabolites that they exude from the mycelia support bee immunity and help them flourish and prosper and increase their lifespan. And just it's kind of cool, all of that work. And that's still ongoing. Uh, we're working with, continue to work with uh, Washington State University on creating a product that beekeepers, big and small, whether you have like one hive or a hundred thousand hives, um, we want to help get these mushroom mycelium and their um, really super compounds that <laughs> support bee immunity and longevity out into the world. So we're still at it for sure. Yeah, that's fascinating. So, so Jerry, I, Lauren and I both come from a, a retail background. I kind of come from the grocery side. Lauren's come from more of the wellness side. So I'm, I'm more of a consumer of supplements. So I want to know what makes mushrooms different than other supplement options? And what would your elevator speech or how would you sell me on a, a mushroom supplement and why it's different or better for me than some of the other supplements out there? Okay, cool. Well, first off... Uh... I'm going to give you just a teeny bit of information about host defense mushrooms because 
we use the mushroom mycelium and the fermented organic brown rice that the mycelium grows in. So this is the fermented food. Both the mycelium and that fermented rice have been tested multiple times and they both support immune functioning. They support immune engagement, immune modulatory activity, and even the pacification processes. So the whole immune system is benefited by using both the mycelium and the fermented rice. We also have products that combine mushrooms with herbs. And this is a great way to access the benefits from both of these amazing kingdoms, Kingdom Plantae and Kingdom Fungi, right? And uh, the, the, the thing that I like to um, help people kind of grasp is that the host defense products can be a really dependable and financially accessible way to address a number of health and wellness goals by using maybe one or even just two products, right? And it's just like learning which mushrooms can be your ally. And if you want to like bring in some herbs, the mycobotanicals line too, where you're getting both of those mushroom and those herb ingredients together. So, you know, especially in our world today where finances can be really challenging, uh, we have a set of powdered products that like you can get like a gram and a half up to three grams uh, of a mushroom species or a formula a day at the same cost as if you were using just one gram in a capsule, right? So that powdered delivery format is definitely more financially accessible uh, and they and they mix really well like the like say if you were just going to use like say cordyceps mushroom right that seems to be a favorite in the world right really great flavor it's not really super shroomy like you don't have to worry about that savory oh well I don't like the way they taste it it has a different flavor because of that fermented rice in there too right uh, but then, like, we have a brain and body formula that has turmeric and ginger and cinnamon. And so when you use that formula, it it changes your, like, smoothier shake into, like, a, a turmeric chai. So really delicious flavor uh, associated with many of our products. Mm, that sounds good. Okay, now I'm going to definitely have to try it. <laughs> right i see exactly. <laughs> so i think that's like a it's a good um way to ask the next question so what do you think is responsible uh, you know sort of shift in consumers interest in mushrooms because 10 years ago their mushrooms were not where they are today and i you know i think some of that has to do with the delivery methods because it is a lot more fun to taste something that tastes good. But there's there's something else going on there too. I'm curious what your take is. Yeah, we have been out educating people nonstop since I started almost 12 years ago. Like we're out in the stores, we're out doing consumer lectures. Paul has been hitting things like Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. So, uh, you know, these social media platforms have uh, a capacity to reach the general public in a way that we never really had 10 years ago. Even then, like, you know, everyone talked about Facebook and maybe Instagram was just coming online. But like with the social media outreach in today's world, we have the capacity to get out into the world. 
You know, I, I really like to remind people it is important to think critically, especially when you're looking at these social media postings that a lot of people have out there. But it is also really great to know that at Host Defense, our products have increasing amounts of supportive research with thousands of satisfied repeat um, users. So, yeah, like use social media, use it thoughtfully, always check your, you know, like, what are they telling me about? Why are they saying it? Or, you know, like do a little bit of research, but then you can always ask us at Host Defense if you have a question about mushrooms in general or specifically, and then herbs too, as we have very well-trained herbalists and mycologists on our staff. Excellent. So in addition to reaching out to Host Defense, do you have resources that you use regularly to stay sort of abreast of information in that field? Anything you could recommend? Yeah. So especially for, uh, you know, our retail staff allies out there, mushroomreferences.com is a really technical place. It has like abstracts and uh, research articles on all things mycelium and mushrooms. Uh, it's something that our research department, we basically curate that and bring that out into the world. We get our data, of course, from peer-reviewed journal articles at pubmed.gov. Google Scholar, so it's google.scholar.com, can be really helpful. Occasionally you get the, you know, odd blog article in there. Always be careful about blogs. It's wonderful to hear how maybe Chaga cured someone's cat, as I like to say. I'm, I'm all for it. I, you know, want our cats to be healthy, right? But we also want to make sure that the data we're getting is from peer-reviewed journal articles. And then we also at Host Defense have a huge number of webinars we provide live every month. If that's of interest to you, you can check it out at webinar-info, all one word, at signfungi.com. So that's webinar-info at fungi.com. I, I mean, we literally, I think we have upwards of 20, 25 webinar offerings each month so that you can come on board they usually run a half an hour. Some run about 40 minutes. If you stay for the whole thing, you're eligible to receive up to four complimentary staff samples. So, but you know, all of that's listed in the email we send you. Uh, definitely read the parameters. But oftentimes, what we just want you to do is like get some really cool information about health and wellness and then research-supported data on mushrooms and herbs with the mycobotanical products. Yeah, yeah. I found your webinars to be so helpful. And I think that's such a key differentiator right now, too, for our members. Having knowledgeable staff is the reason that people come back and shop at your store versus order something online. So that's an awesome resource. Thank you. Okay, our last question for today. Do you have any, like, Super fascinating mushroom facts that you'd like to share. So I'm going to go a little off the rails here. And what I love talking about mycorrhizal fungi. And people are like, oh my God, that's a long word. What does that mean? So mycorrhizal fungi are a set of different species of mushrooms that basically love live subterraneally. They're underground mushroom mycelium. 
and they are really important for ecosystem and soil health and viability and vitality. Um, one of the things that I love talking about this is because these are the unspoken, unseen fungal friends of ours that help our agriculture flourish. So what I love telling people about is like, check out your local, you know, home garden center, see if they have mycorrhizal species that are specific to your ecological region. And then, you know, reinvigorate your soil mycorrhizae with these species. Um, you can even hop on to like fungi.com. And if you type in garden giant, this is an this is in fact an edible mushroom. It's Trafaria rugosa annulata or the garden giant. And you can grow it with some of your plants. Uh, so these are what are called companion planting pairs. Things like the garden giant, oyster mushroom, even shiitake. If you go out there and reinvigorate your ecosystems with some of these species, they can have a beautiful impact on your ecosystem viability and just agricultural production too. Uh, it's wonderful to see how these species help yeah, just shift our ecosystem in a beneficial in a beneficial way. So, like I love talking about mushrooms and how you can use them for your health and wellness, but also don't forget, like host defense and fungi perfecti are steeped in our ecosystem and wanting to increase the humans' impact on the world around us. And one of the ways we can do that is reinvigorate our ecosystems with mycorrhizal and macrofungi species. Uh, so hop on, like, like I said, fungi.com. We have some great videos on like the garden giant and, and companion planting. So yeah, check that out. Well, thank you so much, Jerry, for taking the time to chat with us today. This was phenomenal and uh, very educational. And I hope folks reach out to the resources that you talked about. They check out your webinars and uh, thanks so much for being on the show. You're most welcome. Thank you again for inviting me. It was really great to do this. Uh, I had a lot of fun with you both. And it's always great to be able to pass along some cool information about the mushroom world and how it can help us and the planet around us, right? So that's some good stuff. Awesome. We appreciate it. Thank you, Kyle. Wow. Jerry from Host Defense, I cannot tell you how many things I loved about that interview, but I'm just going to tell you that my favorite thing and the thing that I walked away from having heard it is I just love how much he really educated, but just continued to reinforce like filter social media, find peer reviewed studies. Certainly you can look at the number of like repeat users we have for some amount of efficacy. But I just felt like in this age of information, especially as this is this ingredient that we're seeing show up everywhere, Jerry really sold me on like I he could send me an article and I wouldn't think twice about it. Like, thank you. That was like that was such a great overview. Yeah, I think that's great, especially when it comes to to wellness products, right? Like 
I, I've known from just working in the store that I, I trusted the wellness folks in the store. It's like they told me what they told me and I just believed them and trusted them. But knowing that you can have a resource like Jerry that also does these webinars on a very regular basis that you can learn from that is pulling from scientific fact, right? Not just what they think or what they feel. But I love that because that I think gives us both as retailers the the ammunition to to be able to relay that information to consumers, which is great. But it also makes us feel good about the brands we're working with. And I love that. I love how candid you were about, well, I'm really more of a consumer, Jerry. So could you let me know why I should even take these supplements? I thought that I was actually a great question that he handled really beautifully because I think a lot of our listeners probably too are a little bit more on the grocery side. Like, you know, this is something that's kind of trickling into their categories. So what does that look like? And one other thing I just wanted to talk about, like host defense in general, I love how he was really clear that like when you educate about a brand, you are talking about their products, but you're also talking about their company. And I think like as we continue to have all of these choices on the grocery shelf, it's really important to feel like you know what's going on kind of on both sides so that you can make decisions when you feel like there are products that are maybe kind of comparable on the shelf, you know? Yeah. And and speaking of that, I mean, Nick's interview coming up next with Taro, the founder of Four Sigmatic, like they had quite an expansive, you know, conversation from the like you know, we talked about their cultural context, you know, the the whole Christmas and mushrooms and how that all kind of came to be. Uh psilocybin. They talked about how mushrooms can potentially heal the earth. Like fascinating stuff. Oh, amazing. So good. I wouldn't have been able to tell you anything about that kind of Santa origin story. Like certainly knew about Alice in Wonderland and Jefferson Airplane. But I love that I learned more of like this kind of cultural context. And even though it's a kid's book, I'm totally going to look for it. It was called Santa Sold Shrooms. Yeah. So a fitting title for our episode, uh, Make Room for Shrooms in Your Stocking, right? That's that's the connection. But yeah, totally fascinating. And then to go off on the conversation and let, let Nick take his uh, like mushroom officiato nerdiness uh, with Tarot to talk about stoned ape theory and, you know, Tarot to come back with, you know, panspermia. Like, I think we've just recapped the whole conversation, but um, the details are amazing. So we're going to let you guys listen to it. So let's get into that. But first, we're going to hear from Nicole at Rebel, a brand that uses functional mushrooms in their beverages. Super tasty as well. Hi, my name is Nicole Hageman. I'm a national account manager for Rebel. Since Rebel started in 2014, we've always found value in doing things a little bit differently. Where most companies look for a cause to support, Rebel was a company created from a cause to empower the people. We partner with an incredible humanitarian organization called Not For Sale that works to end human trafficking globally. And we support this mission by selling delicious, organic, functional drinks where a portion of each bottle sold goes to Not For Sale. In essence, we empower people with real food, fuel, and functional mushrooms are a cornerstone of every one of our formulations to support energy, immunity, and overall wellness and vitality. For example, did you know that reishi mushroom extract when used in clinically studied doses can actually help support immunity? Mushrooms aren't just a buzzword. They are an incredible functional ingredient that can help maximize your ability to get more from your nutrition. And at Rebel, that's what we're all about. If you'd like to learn more, check us out on Instagram at Rebel or on our website, www.rebbl.co. Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome Taro Isocopola, the founder and CEO of Four Sigmatic to the Buyer's Desk. It's great to have you and have this opportunity to chat with you today. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to chat. Me too. Let's just dive right into it. 
even though it feels like mushrooms were going to be the next big thing in the natural food space for like the last 20 years, they really weren't on most people's radar. Personally, I feel like it's a cultural thing, but I'd love to understand what your take is and how did you first become interested in mushrooms? Yeah, mushrooms are a huge thing in a lot of parts of the world, just not in the Anglo-Saxon culture. And, and nobody knows for sure why. There's theories about molds, that kinds of fungi, or there's about like witch hunts and this and that. But they're huge in the Slavic culture. They're huge in a lot of the Latin American cultures. They're massive in Asia. And they're also massive where I'm originally from. So I am from Finland and Northern Europeans and Nordics and Scandinavians have been very mushroom friendly. And same with me. I grew up on a farm that we've had with our family at least since 1619. And so me and my brother are 13 generation now managing the farm today. And there's a lot of mushroom legacy there. So I learned about mushrooms from my mom who taught physiology and anatomy when I was like a little small kid. And, and that got me on the journey. I never imagined I would be working with mushrooms. I feel like the mushrooms chose me. I did not choose the mushrooms myself. That's, uh, that's fascinating. I oftentimes think things choose you rather than you choose them. So I, I can really appreciate that. We talk a little about experiential delivery methods, things like drink mixes, teas, gummies, and chocolate uh, as exciting additions to the wellness department. These formats have become a routine or a treat for a lot of users uh, and is much more enjoyable than just gulping down a handful of pills. I'm curious, how did Four Sigmatic develop the concept of mushroom coffee and cocoa? Yeah. So when we started working with mushrooms, it was 10, 15 years ago, and there really wasn't a mushroom category. Like if you would ask spins even seven, eight years ago, they couldn't tell me what the size of the mushroom market was. And there were some brands, they were mostly selling capsules and mostly for immunity. That's pretty much it. The problem there was that everybody's already consuming too many capsules. Like nobody really has a capsule routine. And I also felt always that it was disservice to the mushrooms and not to taste their effects. The problem is that if you use real mushrooms, which was also rare, there was a recent study published in the very credible Nature Journal that 74% of reishi supplements sold in the US don't contain any actual reishi mushrooms, which is a topic for another day. But when you use real mushrooms in their bioavailable extracted form, they're very bitter. These mushrooms that we talk about, these functional mushrooms, mostly grow on trees and they taste very bitter or earthy. And that's where the health benefits come from. The problem was when we started for Sigmatic, we were trying to imagine like, hey, how could we bring mushrooms to the world? And besides education and, and hard work, we knew we needed a new angle to get more people excited about it. And the flavor was a big issue. So back then we just reverse engineer it in a in a true Nordic engineer fashion was like, what else is bitter and people like? And the answer is two. Uh, pretty much the only bitters popular in the Western culture are coffee and dark chocolate. And not loved by everyone, but by most people. And, and they were great ways for us to hide the powerful yet bitter tasting functional mushrooms in. That's how mushroom coffee was born. And today it's a multi-hundred million dollar business around the world. And I just, the last time I checked in the natural channel, 25% of the coffee category growth is derived by mushroom coffee, which is pretty wild. But it all started by us trying to figure out how do we bring these healing powers of mushrooms to more people? And 
flavor was like a huge barrier of entry. That's awesome. Shifting gears a little bit, you're an author. Uh, and in your book called Santa Sold Shrooms, you discuss Sami customs that align quite closely with those that we tend to think of over Christmas traditions. Can you give some examples of these parallels? And could you also give us a little bit more of a macro perspective on the cultural roles mushrooms play across the world? Yeah, this is a great question. I don't get asked this a lot. I've written books like Healing Mushrooms and Healing Adaptogens and people always ask me about those, but I've also written a, a more of a passion art project called Santa Soul Shrooms, which is a children's book about the origins of Santa Claus. The fact is mushrooms or fungi have been part of our culture for a long time in the good, bad, and the ugly. We see them in like Super Mario or we see it in like Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit, and they're actually everywhere. When you start to look at like Disney cartoons, like the original Disney animations, you're like, the mushrooms are everywhere. Alice in Wonderland, whatever. But nobody is as famous as Santa Claus. Santa Claus is arguably the most famous character around the world. It's beyond cultures and countries and languages. Santa Claus is a big thing. And we kind of know that it's obviously Santa Claus is not a Coca-Cola soda santa right and we think like saint nicholas a lot of people think that way they think of germany but weirdly saint nicholas was not german he was a turkish bishop but there's no reindeers or christmas trees that's a spruce tree in the pine family they don't they're not in turkey and and once you start digging deeper and deeper into this role it dates back to this indigenous culture called sami that are in norway sweden finland and parts of russia they're the last indigenous culture left in Europe. And they've had their hardships over the years, like many other indigenous cultures, but they're still alive and well. And they are no, semi-nomadic reindeer herders. And, and that's the story really goes back to then. And, and then the ones you go back in the history, you realize that all our Christmas traditions are somehow dated back to that. For example, the red balls and the Christmas trees used to be red mushrooms called Amanita muscaria, which is like the red mushroom with the white dots, same as in Super Mario's and whatnot, and that they were dried on the branches of the Christmas tree. Therefore, the balls are there and they were presented as a gift under the tree of life. And there's a bunch of other, from the chimney to the Santa Claus and reindeers flying. There's a lot of interesting stories. And I thought to play homage to that real story that very few people know, I wanted to create a children's book, a children's book for adults called Santa Soul Troops. And it tells a story about grandma telling the, the story to their, their granddaughter. That's, uh, that's beautiful. I, I actually feel like more adults should read children's books because they deliver a lot of important messages that we all need to, need to take. I, I agree. I have two kids and I'm also learning a lot of truck names because I have two boys. So I didn't, know, I didn't know there was so many different kinds of construction machines that I'm learning now from, from my kids' books. It's pretty funny. <laughs> that's awesome. There have been numerous contributors to the growing awareness of the power of mushrooms, whether for healing, spiritual connectedness, or even environmentally friendly building materials. And I kind of geeked out on this story a few years back, this college student, her name's Katie Ayers. Uh, she made the news with this creation of a, a canoe. She called it a my canoe. Uh, it was made out of, entirely of mycelium. And she was trying to build awareness of the power of mushrooms and how they could help climate change and, 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 and combating it. I'd like to know if you have any personal heroes in the mycological space. 
yeah, there's amazing things happening right now. I feel like mushrooms are fungi. I've never been this interesting. It used to be just weirdos in the corner that that I thought were always the more exciting and interesting weirdos. So I like to hang out with them. But but yeah, there's a lot more interest around it and a lot of innovation, like from surfboards to packaging materials. The three areas where I think true change is actually happening, because some of it is education, like what she was doing is is raising awareness to a cause. But number one is health. That's what Four Sigmatic is around, focused on these kind of functional, healthy mushrooms. There's uh, there's a whole world of pharmaceuticals that I don't fully understand, but particularly around the psilocybin mushroom. There is a UK public company called Compass Pathways who's trying to get a federally legally approved kind of pharmaceutical for various ailments using psilocybin and a bunch of others too. But there's a whole drop world that I don't get. And then there's a micro remediation, which I think is really exciting and I love studying it deeply. That means kind of using fungi to remove various contaminants that could be anywhere from diesel to plastic from the soil using the enzymes that the fungi secrete. And my favorite people are in the micro-remediation field. You've never heard of them and nobody really has because these are the people who, like me, who are yapping around and talking about mushrooms are not the ones every day in the lab working on a species. Those are the true heroes, right? Getting the progress made. So a lot of the people I look up to are people who are not on social media or not very active on social media, means that they're somewhere in a lab grinding. And a lot of them are also outside the U.S., to be honest. Well, that micro remediation sounds fascinating because that seems like it could be an answer to some of the the issues that, that we're facing, right? Whether it's the microplastics or some of these forever chemicals, having a natural consumer of that in, in certain fungus would be uh, an amazing thing. Yeah, especially because these are living organisms that can grow and expand. And the problem, like let's take plastics and microplastics as one, is so huge now that there isn't really like a sniper rifle that can solve anything or even a shotgun. We need like something that expands. And what's cool is that it's a natural food, quote unquote food, but these sort of bug guys. So that's very exciting to me. Finally, there's a lot of great reading out there regarding mushrooms. Most recently, I discovered Christopher Hobbs' Medicinal Mushrooms, The Essential Guide. On a side note, I'm a subscriber to the Stoned Ape Theory. For those of you out there who don't know what that is, I suggest you Google it. I'd love to hear your take on that theory, and I would love to know if you have any suggested reading for the listeners out there. Yeah, there's increasingly amazing, amazing books and podcasts that you can listen to on fungi and mushrooms. I really like the Mushroom Revival podcast. That's more for like mushroom science, this and that, right? And then I... I think I mentioned I've written a couple books. So if you go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or whatever small independent bookstore, you can see my books on like healing mushrooms and healing adaptogens. But if you want to explore the kind of the the theories and the non-confirmed things like stone ape theory. So stone ape theory, if you're not familiar, is a concept kind of brought to to us by Terrence McKenna about 30 something years ago, a little over in his book, Food of the Gods, and it kind of explores that maybe particularly magic mushrooms had a played a role in evolutionary purpose. And I do think there's some truth to it. I think it's maybe not as black and white of a linear as that. I think evolution is quite complex. It's like a symphony instead of a single instrument. 
I actually have an even wilder theory that, that, that I subscribe to. It is a little bit longer, but it involves panspermia. So fungi, particularly the seeds, quote unquote, seeds of the fungi, the spores can survive in every level of the atmosphere. And so including in space can do space travel. So I believe in panspermia. If you're interested in that, I was interviewed for an interesting YouTube show. If you go to YouTube and search American alchemy and are mushrooms aliens, it's a, it's a bold title, but it talks about maybe, maybe some of these spores came from another world to here. And at the end of the day, we're all made out of the same compounds here anyway, that are like, we're all stardust from a particle physics point of view anyway. So it's actually quite hard science, what my theory is based on, but on the first glance, it's really kind of wild. It's like, are these like mushrooms, aliens that came from another world? That's obviously like a lot to chew on. So I recommend watching that YouTube show if you're interested in the topic. But yeah, I believe in parts of the Stolenate theory, not as like a single truth, but partial truth. And I do believe that there's more to this and particularly that the space and other planets might've been part of evolutionary origins of, of fungi. Cause the fungi has probably been here a lot longer than we have a few billion, a couple billion years. We don't really know for sure, but we see fossils that date back many hundreds of millions of years before any emergence of plants. And we do share some of the same DNA with fungi. So it is, it is very fascinating. I'm definitely going to be adding that to my my watch list tonight. I'd like to I'd like to thank you for for the interview. I, I just wanted to ask: Is there anything else you'd like to add before concluding? Just if you're listening to this and you're like, "Oh, mushrooms are gross," or this and that, or even if you don't think that way, I just recommend and encourage you to give them a chance. A lot of people think of portobello mushrooms, putting mushrooms on pizza or pasta or whatever. And that's the limitation, but it's actually its own kingdom. It's not part of plants. It's not part of animals. Fungi are their own kingdom and there's incredible diversity. It's estimated to be six times more diversity than in the plants. So that just means there are many kinds of ones. So next time when you want, for example, even culinary mushrooms, just seek something else than the, just the portobello mushrooms. So maybe chicken of the woods that kind of weirdly tastes like chicken or some other, I like maitake or Hen of the Woods is one of my favorites and try different flavors. And there's also amazing health benefits to them. But I think explore that section of the grocery store next time you're, you're in a, some awesome natural product store. Well, it was great meeting you, Taro. And thanks so much for taking the time to have this enlightening conversation on mushrooms. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Next episode, we're kicking off our official 2024 season, navigating not the grocery aisles, but the trade show aisles. And we'll be hearing from Amy Clark at Cahey, and then Adrian and Jessica, the hosts of New Hope Network's The Naturalist Podcast. Bye. Bye. Well, folks, that's it for this episode of The Buyer's Desk. Thanks to Angela for co-hosting. And I appreciate the contributions from Infra staff, Infra members, and Infra vendors for helping to make this episode happen. I appreciate all of you who listened this far, and I hope to see you next month for another episode. <laughs>